Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of Here for the Crack with me, Emma Neal. I hope you're all doing well. What do I have to update you on? Oh my god, right, yesterday. So today is Thursday when I'm recording this and I teach my yoga class every Wednesday evening from 7 to 8pm on the Lisbon Road at a little studio called Yoga Quarter South. And that was my last class last night. I did nine classes. Yeah, I just started them as soon as I got back from India. Started straight into it. Didn't want to give myself any time to second guess it or think about maybe it's not a good idea. So I just literally emailed the woman before I even went to India. I emailed Yoga Quarter to rent the space. So I was just committed to it when I came back. And I know I spoke on here before about like how nervous I was for my first class. And as the weeks have gone on, it's just gotten like easier and easier for me in terms of my nerves. I mean, I still do get a little bit of like, just, you know, that little butterfly feeling when it's about to start and everyone's kind of looking at you and you're like, oh, okay, close your eyes. (laughs) But I can't believe that has been nine weeks of teaching. And oh my God, you guys, wait till you hear what happened yesterday. I know I'm going to cry talking about it. I cried yesterday twice. Yeah, we'll probably cry for a third time, even just talking about it. But anyway, so one of the girls that she actually hadn't been to any of the classes before, she hadn't been able to make it. And she, well, because I think it kept booking out quite quickly, like when I'd put the link up, because it was quite a small studio, it only fit 12 people. So it wasn't like long before it would book out. So then anyone that wasn't, you know, super organized or maybe didn't get their rota until later on in the week, so they couldn't commit to things. It was kind of hard to get a space. One girl, she got a space on the last class and she ended up, she said she woke up with just like a migraine, maybe felt like she had COVID, just really wasn't feeling well and wasn't able to make it to the class. And I unfortunately didn't see her message because I think it was sent at about four o'clock. And I also, because I have so many messages in my inbox currently because of this podcast, because you'll see why, but like loads of people have been sending me stories for this episode. Yeah, so I didn't see her message to say that she wasn't able to come and apologising and stuff. And she also said in the message that she was like a big fan of the podcast. So I'm waiting outside because there's a class that goes on before mine. And I'm waiting outside for that to finish so I can go in with my mum. And this lovely girl parks up and walks over to us. I was like, oh, I'm going to keep my distance because I'm not feeling too well. She was like, I don't know if you saw my message and like explained the situation. She was like, but I really just wanted to come here and give you this card as a thank you for everything that your podcast has done for me. No, I'm literally going to cry, guys. Stop. (laughs) Like this girl who was, had woken up with a migraine and was too sick to come to class, had gone out of her way to come to the class to give me this and wrote the most thoughtful letter inside. Like I was in floods of tears reading it. Um, the sweetest message ever just saying about how much the podcast has helped her through some hard times and she bought me a fucking voucher for one of my favourite cafes in Leeds so that I can have a few coffees on her I actually died (laughs) okay and then to top it off literally I would say not even two minutes later okay she drove off left was already emotional and then one of my students, she co- has come to class like every single week. She, well, after she came the first week, she booked like every single week after that to come. She's come to me for makeup before. I remember when I did her makeup for her formal and she brought me a little vegan peanut butter ball from the cafe next door. She was like, I know you've probably been working all day. She is literally the sweetest girl ever. I'm crying already. <laughs> 
and she showed up with a big bunch of beautiful flowers and a really cute little card as well. So obviously I'm already emotional from what just happened and then she comes and gives me that and I was literally like, oh my god, I'm a fucking mess and I have to take a class right now. <laughs> we all just need to calm down. My mum even started crying and we were all just looking at each other like, come on, we need to stop this. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it was honestly just the sweetest thing ever. And it's just so nice to be reminded every now and then of just kind of like why you do what you do. Literally a couple of days before in the week, probably like on the Monday night, I remember. I'm sure everyone goes through this where you just think like, what, why am I doing this? What am I doing no matter what job you're in? And it was like one night earlier this week and I had a bit of a, I mean, I'm pretty notoriously known I talk about it on here a lot about my extent existential crisis is and always being like why are we here why are we on earth why am I doing what I'm doing blah 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 and it was just one of those nights I remember just thinking what the fuck is the point like we're all just on a floating rock <laughs> one of those nights where you just really question your life choices and what you're doing and yeah to then kind of be reminded of that and how I guess impactful it can be to some people is crazy and makes me so happy and that's why all your messages as well mean the absolute world to me and I copy and paste them all onto my notes so I can read back at them when I'm having a bad day. Okay I need to stop crying let's move on to something less emotional. (laughs) I was gonna say happier but they were happy tears and it was all happy tears yesterday. So I'm going on holiday in two days absolutely buzzing doesn't feel real I'm booked in for a lovely massage tomorrow. Had a mini meltdown because basically my brother bought me a voucher for this like day spa in Finicky called Radiance. And they do everything from like facials to nails, waxing, massages, probably loads of other stuff as well. And I think he did buy it with the intention. I think he bought the amount that a facial is, but I just saw on their website that they do massages. So I booked in for a massage tomorrow morning and I could not be more excited. I haven't had a massage since I was in India because I would get one of them a week when I was there because they were so cheap but then before that I don't think I've ever had a massage in Belfast actually that's a lie my mum took me to get a massage for a birthday present in the wee Thai massage place on Lisbon Road but apart from that I don't think I've ever had a massage in Belfast so I'm excited to see what they're like there and do you know what I'm just of the opinion now like fuck getting your nails done for holidays fuck getting your waxing done for holidays get a massage put you in holiday mode. The ultimate level of self-care. Okay, what is my recommendation for the week? Let me think. Oh, do you know what it is? I literally just ate it, so, and it was that good. So I have to make it the recommendation of the week. Right, I don't know why I completely forgot about these for a long time. I haven't had these in years. If you haven't had them before, you probably won't know what I'm talking about, but look out for them the next time you're in the supermarket. But basically you can buy this kind of, it's like a pre-semi-baked bread and you can get it as a ciabatta or a baguette. Like you can get variations of different breads and they're kind of cooked until a certain point and then they basically put them in like a plastic sealed thing so they can stay like that for ages. Like I'm pretty sure the off date on the thing wasn't for another month. So you take it out of the pack, you sprinkle it with a little bit of water and you put it in the oven for 10 minutes and it bakes it to be like 
proper fresh bread as if it's just fresh out of a bakery, still warm. It is so beautiful. My mum, she really prided herself on her good lunches for us when we were in school and she would get up every morning and put on these fresh baguettes for us and make us fresh baguettes in the morning. What a queen! Anyway, I had completely forgotten about them since I stopped school and for some reason mum picked them up on the most recent shop and I saw them sitting in the cupboard but this time it was ciabatta. She used to always buy the baguette ones. So I made a freshly baked ciabatta bread sausage sandwich with avocado and hummus and sriracha and oh my god it was absolutely stunning. Like you get freshly baked bread in 10 minutes. Do you know how long that would take if you were to make the dough and roll it out and everything yourself? You'd be there for more than two hours and you get it in 10 minutes. It's life-changing. Okay, let's move on to this week's topic. It's a bit of a scandalous one. We're going to be talking all about cheating. I've had this idea of talking about cheating in relationships for a while now, but I think I just didn't really know mm, quite how to talk about it. So I decided the best way to do it would be to make it a little bit interactive. I put a lot of polls and question boxes up on my stories. You know, just asking anything and everything about cheating from if you've been cheated on, if you've cheated on your partner, if you think cheating is okay, all these different things. I've got heaps of stories from you guys to tell. Oh my god, my my inbox is absolutely flooded with your juicy cheating stories and some very traumatic There's actually a book about, I think it's focused on the psychology behind cheating, I think. I'm not 100% sure, but I think it's a psychology book. It's called The State of Affairs by Esther Perel. It's on my to-read list. I did listen to a couple of her interviews and her TED talk before doing this podcast, just so I could get a bit of a other, not other opinion, sorry, like two ends of the spectrum, I guess. Because I know a lot of people are gonna, are obviously, well, yeah, for obvious reasons, really against cheating and think there's absolutely no excuse for it, no coming back from it, all this. And then I wanted to listen to her to kind of get the other side of that and how it can build better relationships and open up communication. Not that I'm saying cheating is a good thing. I'm not condoning cheating whatsoever. If you're listening to this, don't cheat on your partner, just break up with them. And then you can get with whoever you want. But yeah, I just thought it was interesting to kind of hear the other side of that from her if anyone is interested in reading her book or listening to any of her stuff on YouTube. Do you know what I'm going to start with? Now, I feel like I have actually said this exact thing before in another episode, but it's very relevant to this one. So I'm just going to say it again. From what I gather, now this is from speaking to my parents and some of my friends' parents who would I guess be same age group and all from Belfast. It may be different if you're of a different age group or if your parents are a different age group or maybe from a different place but this is the consensus that I get from them is that when they were like our age and they were dating, cheating just happened all the time but it wasn't regarded as cheating then because it only became cheating when you were in a very committed relationship and actually sorry just scrap that until you were engaged essentially once you were at that point in your relationship and you were fully committed to them you were engaged you were going to be married then it became cheating 
And maybe a few months prior to that, you know, when things are really serious and you have talked about rings and things like that and future plans, I guess then as well. But from what I gather, from who I've spoken to anyway, everyone was cheating on everyone in in terms of like what we would classify cheating as. But they, it wasn't even a topic of discussion for them because everyone was doing it. It didn't, it didn't count as cheating because it wasn't, as I said, it wasn't cheating until you were like engaged. If I had to guess why this has changed so much that now we think that even when you're in the talking stage with someone (laughs) that you getting with someone else is cheating on someone, I would say it is most likely down to phones and social media. I think now that we have constant communication with people, it means that basically because you now have constant communication with whoever you're seeing, dating, speaking to, it automatically means that if you don't say about getting with someone else, then you're lying about it. Is this making sense? Do you get where I'm going? Because I guess before there wouldn't have been any communication between the dates. So say you're not seeing someone for a week or two weeks Whatever you do in that time period is not really much of the other person's business if you're just dating them and you've no communication with them in between times. You know, you saw them when you saw them, you updated them with what was necessary that was going on with your life, what was relevant to them and the conversation. But outside of that, until it became legit, It wasn't really anyone else's business, what else is happening. And also because I think there was also a level of like, they're not going to find out as well. Whereas now you get caught out with absolutely everything. So yeah, this constant communication thing brings now a whole other element into it, whereby if you don't say or disclose that you are doing other things with other people, then you're being quite deceitful, I guess, and you're lying because on one hand, you know, someone's asking you how your day was and what you've been up to and you're just like completely ignoring that whole situation. So yeah, I guess maybe that is why it's changed so much. I mean, that's what I think has changed so much. Social media has also though brought a whole new element to what we classify as cheating. For example, I'm going to talk about this later because it was one of the polls, but you've got the option to like other people's photos, to send them DMs, to react to stories with cheeky emojis. All these different things that weren't possible before, but then now have kind of become the new way of flirting. I will just add as well that probably most of what I cover today is more with regards to cheating in relationships through your 20s, even your teens. I'm not really talking about cheating within marriages and when kids are involved and everything because that is just way out of my death and I'm not qualified to talk about it whatsoever and I feel like it's just a completely different thing entirely. Okay, let's start off with the first question I uploaded, which was, do you think cheating on your partner is ever okay? And I was kind of surprised by the results of this. I thought it would literally be close to 0% of people voting for yes in some circumstances. Because although 
Obviously, there are lots of people who have cheated on their partners. Majority of people in the whole world, I'm sure, will agree with me when I say that cheating is not okay. And I think people that have cheated can still recognize that. But 7% of people said that, yes, it is okay in some circumstances. I mean, I know 7% is still quite low, but it actually is quite a lot of people for the amount of people that voted. So obviously then that means 93% of people voted no, that cheating is never okay. I think the thing is with cheating is that, yes, by all means, there can be reasons behind it as to why it happened. There's so many things that can cause someone to end up cheating on their partner, whether it is feeling insecure in the relationship, whether it is looking for attention, desire, looking for a different version of themselves with someone else, if they feel like they've become someone they're not. There are so many reasons behind it. But even though there can be all these reasons, I don't think it's ever an excuse. I think no matter what the situation is, communication and honesty, and in some cases just breaking up, is always a better option than cheating. But I don't know, maybe the people that voted yes in some circumstances are talking about in the circumstance of when someone is in a really manipulative, toxic, abusive relationship. Maybe they're talking about it's okay then. The next question was, have you ever been cheated on? And 30% of people said yes. So 70% of people said, not that I know of. Not that I know of being key because... I'm sure there are a lot of people that actually have been cheated on and aren't aware of it. Next question, of course, have you ever cheated on your partner? 12% said yes, 88% no. I'm going to guess that a lot of cheaters have skipped this one, opted out of voting. (laughs) I hate to say it and I didn't know if I was going to admit it on this podcast but fuck it I may as well um yeah I am one of those people I have cheated on a previous partner and it sucks because I am so against cheating I hate it I think as I said like there's no excuse for it yeah there might be reasons behind as to why it happened but I don't think you can make an excuse for it I think it taught me a lot it made me extremely guilty it taught me I need to be a lot more communicative so that I would never resort to that again. And to be honest, like the guilt alone was enough for me to know that it would never happen again. And that if I did feel like I was having those thoughts again, then just end it. Because ultimately you wouldn't want someone to do that to you. And I always am a big believer of treat other people how you'd want to be treated. And that is the last way I would want to be treated. But yeah, there was a lot wrong with one of my previous relationships. I'm not saying it's an excuse, but it was a bit toxic, lots of fighting, lots of jealousy, and I think just a time in my life where, to be honest, I didn't want to be in a relationship, but I didn't realise that myself. Like, all my actions inside the relationship in terms of my communication skills, my showing like my love languages like showing how someone how I love them and everything everything was screaming I want to be single but I my brain wasn't quite computing that apparently anyway we live and we learn and that's all I have to say about that (laughs) okay next question on my Instagram story was in your opinion 
what is worse, an emotional affair or a physical affair? So the answers were, I was kind of surprised at this one as well, 66% said that they think an emotional affair is worse for sure. So 34% said physical. I think this one depends on what lengths it goes to in both scenarios. For example, if you were to say accidentally kind of catch feelings for someone, because this can happen, your emotions are very strong. And when you have a connection with someone, that can be hard to control or switch off. But also, in my opinion, for that to happen in the first place, you do you kind of need to be open to it in a way? I don't know. I don't know how this all works. I feel like the thing is with an emotional affair, though, it's a lot more secretive and and more kind of hiding and lying behind it because, you know, you're deleting texts constantly, you're lying about who you were on the phone to or who you met up with for coffee. Yeah, I don't know. It depends on what lengths it goes to when we're talking about an emotional affair, but it does kind of sicken me to think that the emotions were even involved in the first place. Like, at least if it was completely physical, with no emotions involved whatsoever, then you know that it's not that the person has something that you don't with them in terms of connection. Do you know what I mean? But then physical, as I said, also depends on what lengths it goes to. If it's a random kiss, a drunken kiss in a club, versus having sex in your bed. Oh god. I think for me, if someone cheated on me and it got to the point of them having sex with the other person, I don't think I could get back with them. Ever. Like the thought, I think it would always play in my head anytime you're with them. You just think, oh was it better with her or him or whoever it was? I don't know though, I think that maybe wasn't the best question to ask because I think majority of the time both things are involved together. I guess the only time emotions aren't involved in a physical affair is when someone just kisses someone on a night out. But essentially anything other than that does involve emotions to a certain extent, doesn't it? Okay, next question was, do you believe in the phrase once a cheater, always a cheater? And you know what? It is an exact 50-50 split between yes, 100% or no, people can change. Obviously, you know where I stand on this. (laughs) I 100% believe that people can change and it could have just been a certain relationship or a certain time in someone's life. Definitely do not believe once a cheater, always a cheater. However, I will say, I do think there are some people that are just always going to be cheaters unfortunately those people that get a thrill out of it that get constantly bored are pathological liars the people that are narcissists so yeah I do think there is a certain kind of person who unfortunately is always going to be a cheater but I don't think this phrase applies to everyone Someone actually replied to this and said, I sure hope not because my current boyfriend cheated on his ex with her sister. (laughs) So yes, I too really hope for your sake that this phrase isn't true. Do you know what? The more that I think about that, the more I think that is probably my worst nightmare. 
Imagine not only finding out that you've been cheated on, but then finding out that the person they cheated on you with was your sister. So now you're losing your boyfriend and your fucking sister. Would you ever come back from that as a sibling? Like, do you think you'd ever get back to how your relationship was before? Is it one of those things where you have to just be like, we're sisters, let's look past this? Or is that just like, now life-changing for the rest of your life? You're not going to be friends. Your kids aren't going to know they're, they're not going to be friends with their cousins. Do you know what I mean? There was actually a Colleen Hoover book that I really recently read. I can't remember which one it was. I think it was Regretting You. I'm just having a look here, a list of her books. I'm pretty sure it's Regretting You. Anyway, the whole basis of the story is about an affair between the sister and the husband and they don't find out until there is an accident involving them two and they're like, well, why the fuck were them two together? She was meant to be at work. Why were they in his car? All these questions came about and then they find all these pieces of evidence and it was just so mad because they would almost like, not make jokes, but kind of like these little hints and like inside jokes they would say were on the table that actually had deeper meanings than what anyone ever thought. And like the sister would always give her sister tips on like what to buy her husband for Christmas and shit like that. And she'd never really thought twice about it. She just thought she was like a good present buyer, but it was actually because she like knew him in a whole other way than she actually thought she did. And it kind of made me think that it probably is a lot more common than you actually think it is. Oh God, it really gives me the shivers thinking about it. Okay, so let's move on to the next question, which was, if your partner mistakenly cheated on you and knew it was terrible of them and was never going to ever let it happen again, would you want them to tell you? So yes, of course, or no, I'd rather not know. I really thought this one was going to be fairly equal, but I was very wrong. 82% of people voted yes, of course, and only 18% for no, I'd rather not know. And I think I'm in the no, I'd rather not know category. However, no, sorry, actually, it depends. It completely depends. There's conditions. Let me discuss. So if I'm in a very secure, very happy relationship no issues whatsoever, nothing to worry about. And my boyfriend mistakenly, I say mistakenly because I mean, are any actions really, I mean, maybe in hindsight it was a mistake, but like you don't mistakenly do things. You're just being an idiot. (laughs) So yeah, if they will say mistakenly, but you know what I mean, kiss someone in a very drunken state, someone they didn't know, no feelings for, no emotions. They wake up the next morning, shit themselves. They're like, what the fuck have I done? The guilt is oozing out of them. They know themselves. That was so unlike them. That is never going to happen again. And they're going to make sure of it because that was fucking ridiculous. I think I would rather not know. Like if it's never going to happen again, they've learned their lesson. They know it was stupid. All it's going to do is just make me insane. It's just going to send me completely west and cause issues in our relationship when our relationship was good. Do you know what I mean? However, take that exact same scenario and replace the girl with someone I know. Maybe not someone I actually... um, They don't have to be someone I'm close with. 
but maybe someone I know of that then means that all their friend circle and all his friend circle now know and I look like a mug because everyone knows that this has happened and not me then no I want to find out then because then you just look like a prick. However random girl on holiday no one else knows the guilt is enough of a lesson I don't need to know I don't think just want to put it out there to my boyfriend if you're listening to this that that is not a free pass to do that (laughs) I'm talking very hypothetically here okay so let's also take that same situation so a random person on holiday still a one-off no emotional connection nothing however I'm not happy in the relationship there's a lot of red flags it's a bit toxic you know there's issues I would want to know because I would want that as an excuse to just be like, fuck this, fuck you, I'm ending this right now. Do you know when sometimes you just need that like nail on the head moment and you can blame, not that you can blame everything on that, but it really gives you like closure to be like, yes, this is the right decision. So in that case, I would want to know. And then obviously, no matter what is going on in the relationship, I would want to know if it was anything more than that. But yeah, bit of a complex one. (laughs) Lots of different answers for lots of different scenarios, but that's where I stand with that. Next question. Would you get back with your partner after finding out they had cheated on you? I was really interested to see the results of this because I love to be that person that's like, know your worth, don't get back with them, blah 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 but when push comes to shove I know there are a lot of people that would get back with people so I was just yeah I was interested to see what the answers were here and 61% said no way 39% said yes maybe I personally don't think I would actually have it in me to get back with someone after they cheated on me just because I, I don't think I would look, be able to look at them the same Like it would genuinely make me feel sick to my stomach to think of them with someone else. And then you'd always have those thoughts when you're with them. I don't know. I just don't think I would have it in me. I think it is a lot harder. I think it, right. I think it's harder and easier in some ways to stay in the relationship. I think it's harder because you have to rebuild that trust and everything. But I think it's easier for people that maybe are in quite dependent relationships, you know. And they're almost scared to leave them in a way because it's like their safety blanket. So maybe in that sense, it's a little bit easier to stay instead of learning to walk away from something and knowing when it's worth sticking around to fight for and when it's not. I personally think though, you're too young to be getting caught up over someone that is cheating on you. Do you know what I mean? There is plenty of more fish in the sea you have your whole life ahead of you. So many more people that you have the potential to meet and to have an amazing relationship with or an amazing connection with. And you're getting caught up on this person that is willing to completely disrespect you and cheat on you. I think this is one of those ones as well that's completely different if, you know, families and kids and stuff are involved. Just because you obviously have a lot more reason to stay and make things work there's a lot more um collateral what do you call it collateral damage that'd be the right word if you do break up whereas I think when you're just in a relationship with someone like and you have the means to just walk away I think you should 
I really just don't think it's worth going back to someone and ruining yourself, ruining your trust, ruining your self-worth, ruining your confidence. All of these things will constantly eat away at you, in my opinion, if you're if you go back to someone. Whereas if you choose to walk away, yeah, it's going to be shit for the first while. You're going to have the whole breakup process and getting over the fact that they've cheated on you, but you're going to come out the other side a way stronger person who actually knows their self-worth, who actually knows what they deserve and knows how someone should treat them as opposed to being a shell of a person. It's a no-brainer for me, but obviously that is kind of, I think it's one of those things that's also easier said than done. I've been in the position where a friend has been cheated on and you're trying to give them the advice to not go back to them and all they want to do is go back to them. You know, like seeing them in hysterics being like, no, you don't understand, like I'll still get back to them and you're just like, babes, come on, believe in yourself. There's so much more that the world has to offer than this stupid boy. And this is the thing about any relationship. You always, when you come out of a relationship, think, fuck, that's me, done. I'm never going to find someone that I get on with as well. And then you always do. The time you spend grieving a relationship and getting over it from walking away after someone cheating on you will be a lot less than the time spent rebuilding yourself after you're broken down to a shell of a person from being in a toxic, distrusting, draining, self-sabotaging relationship. It'll be much shorter. Next question. Do you think a person can love someone and still cheat on them? 64% of you said yes, potentially. And 36% said, no, they never loved them. I don't agree that they never loved them because I think you can definitely cheat on someone and still, you can still love them, but you're maybe not currently in love with them. Or maybe you still love them, but there's a lack of respect or a lack of concern for their feelings and them getting hurt. Do I think that means they don't love them? I, I'm not sure. I don't think so. I think you can still love someone and cheat on them. I think there probably are a lot of cases, especially in marriages and things, where people still very much love their partners, but for whatever reason this has happened and they're able to build better relationships after it because the love is still there and has always been there. I threw in a little question box. Actually, I threw in a couple. First one. What is your stance on your partner liking people's pictures? Does it count as cheating? I just threw that, does it count as cheating, in there just to see if anyone said yes. I didn't really expect anyone to. No one really. I don't think anyone said that they thought it counted as cheating, but a lot of people do not like it. So let's read over some of your responses. If it's a celebrity, it doesn't matter. If it's a girl who they know in a bikini, then no way. I do get this because a celebrity's never gonna pay attention to random people liking their photos. But what... Hmm, actually, maybe that's a stupid question. I was gonna say... 
<laughs> what's the difference between them liking a girl they know in the bikini and liking a, a regular photo of theirs? But then, like someone else has said here, I feel like liking someone's picture in a bikini is telling them you like what you see, which is a fair point. Wouldn't consider it cheating, but it gives major ick and is disrespectful. Doesn't count as cheating, but it's embarrassing, like publicly disrespecting you. Oh, I hate to be this person, but I honestly like couldn't disagree more. I really just don't see it as an issue whatsoever. And I don't want to come across as one of those pick me girls. I drink beer. I don't care if my boyfriend <laughs> likes other people's photos because that's not, I'm not like trying to be like that. I just genuinely don't see it as an issue. And I don't know if that's because I know my boyfriend and I know that he wouldn't, I don't know, that he would never like be liking someone's photos with ill intent. So maybe it's just because, but then I've never thought that about any of my boyfriends. I guess maybe if your partner is the type of person that would like people's photos and slide into their DMs and reply with like the fire emoji to people's stories and stuff, then yeah, maybe it would trigger you to be like, oh, why is he liking her photos then? If he is that kind of person, I guess. But in my eyes, like someone said here, no, it's Instagram photos are meant to be liked, brackets, it's not that deep. And I just, I don't know, I couldn't agree more. It's really interesting to see the complete opposite opinions here. So good few people just saying straight up, no, no, definitely not. But then like people, so here's another response, not as cheating, but I think it's disrespectful. And if my boyfriend did it, we wouldn't be together. No, I think it's so trivial and childish, but that's because when I like a pic, there's no ill intent. But I do realise that typically, especially in straight culture, there can be intent. But I feel like if this was never made an issue, people wouldn't have intent behind it. Yeah, I kind of get that. But I do agree with that, where because I don't like people's photos with ill intent or trying to flirt or get a response out of them, then I just assume that of other people as well. Likes for likes. <laughs> Someone said, hate it, feel silly, but I get so upset. How do you find out though? Like, how do you know? I don't, I wouldn't even know if my boyfriend was liking people's photos. Do you know what I mean? Like, do you go searching for it? I just wouldn't be that arsed <laughs> to even check in the first place. Someone said, no, as long as they aren't commenting or messaging them, then oh, it's just a like. Yeah, I I would agree with that. I'd say comments and messages is when it's like a step too far. That is when you actually are looking a response. Oh, someone actually just replied straight yes, as in yes, it counts as cheating. There are a lot of people saying essentially that it's not cheating, but it is disrespectful and it it's a big no if it's an underwear or bikini photo. I can understand why you wouldn't like bikini photo situation. But also think of when you upload a bikini photo and if like a few of your guy friends like your like the photo, you don't think about it. Like you don't think they're trying to get in you. You just, it's a like on Instagram. <laughs> I don't know. I, I I feel like people need to think about it themselves. Like if that was them receiving the likes from someone and you wouldn't actually think twice about it. Well, I wouldn't think twice about it. I'd just be like, oh, it's my mates supporting me, bigging me up, you know? Not trying to flirt. 
But I don't know, maybe other people see it differently when boys like their photos. I do think, though, it is one of those things where if something annoys you, you can't change that. You know, like, I'm not going to sit here and say you shouldn't be annoyed at that because if something annoys you, it just does. And there's not really a huge amount you can do about that except express to your partner that it does annoy you and you would like them to stop doing it. And then once you set that boundary, it's up to them to not do it, isn't it? If they do it, then there's an issue. I think if anyone does anything knowing that it annoys you or that you don't like it, it's a bit spiteful, kind of. Because you're kind of, you're like not going out of your way to annoy them, but you're doing things that they have communicated that they don't like and you're continuing to do them knowing it's going to hurt them. It's kind of, it's, it's a bit cruel. The final question box was, tell me your scandalous cheating related stories, whether it's how you find out, how you got caught, no matter what perspective it's from, tell me what happened. And oh my god, you guys have really brought the drama. (laughs) We've got some juicy, juicy stories here to tell you. Now I know if I'm ever lacking a bit of drama or spice in my life, all I need to do is put up a question box asking you to share your cheating stories. I couldn't get over the amount of them. Okay, first one. So my ex-boyfriend cheated with his ex-girlfriend and I found out because she went to uni with one of my best mate's friends from home and he lied about it etc and then the girls got confirmation and told me. It was brutal as he shagged her at a house party back in the hometown and then she had chlamydia and he knew she had it when they slept together and slept with me before I found out and I had to go get tested. Oh my god, this just took a mad turn. Was so mad, I didn't get it luckily. But yes, any funny questions, hit me up for more info. Oh my god. (laughs) Sorry, imagine he didn't even wait until he'd got tested to then sleep with his girlfriend. Like, if you're gonna lie about it, don't give her an STD. (laughs) Or STI, I don't know what he called it. Like, imagine she got it. And then there'd be no excuses from then. I mean, thank fuck she found out anyway. So she knew to go get tested. But what the fuck? I used to date this boy. We were together for like one year. And I was invited to a wedding with him and his family. So bought a lovely new dress for it. Fast forward a couple weeks. I get asked by someone if they could borrow my dress for the uni ball. I said, of course, and anyway, long story short, she slept with him that night in my dress. <laughs> oh my God. He never mentioned it. She texted me and told me and I didn't even blame her. It wasn't her problem. Oh my God, maybe the dress had magical powers. <laughs> maybe you could smell your scent on the dress. Guys, this one's fucking savage. We were meant to go out on Halloween night and my granny was dying of cancer, so I went and visited her Visited her instead in her final days. His excuse for cheating on me was, I chose my granny over him and it wasn't his fault I didn't make the effort to see him. I stupidly forgave him. Years later, it's my biggest regret. Holy God. He must be some level of absolute wanker. To say those things? In what? No, I... The woman was too stunned to speak. 
Sorry, my cat is rubbing herself against the mic. Tigger, imagine, right, first of all, doing that in the first place. Cheating on your girlfriend when their granny's dying and they're in hospital with their granny. And then second of all, to have the cheek to turn around and blame it on them. No, I, I honestly, I don't even know what to say to that. Right, I can't see the start of this next one, but the start of it is basically saying that she was in a relationship and guess she just generally wasn't very happy. So then she carries on. Basically, there was a boy that always flirted with me at sixth form and I low-key loved the attention at the time. At the end of first year, I went to Reading Festival and ended up seeing this boy there and he was a mutual friend. I ended up getting so drunk and not an excuse, she said in brackets. <laughs> and we shagged in his tent on the first night. Literally felt so guilty after, was crying so much, but then silly me didn't tell my boyfriend as I didn't want to mess things up. And we carried on as normal with this massive weight on my shoulders. For the next six months, he was clueless. One night I was round his house and we'd actually had a really petty argument when I saw him frantically start texting and biting his nails. I thought, oh fuck, he definitely knows. I saw one of my girlfriends that I'd told as it was eating me up inside, a message from her saying, I don't know anything. I asked him what it was about and he said, apparently you cheated on me at Reading. I denied it initially, then quickly realised he wasn't buying it. He said his friends were at the pub and the boy I cheated on him with's friends were also at the same pub and they overheard it. We tried to make it work after for a couple weeks, but it just didn't. It's taught me so much though and I've grown up Being 22 now, I would 1000% never cheat on my partner again. I could never put myself, let alone another person, through that shit again. Yeah, honestly, I think that weight on your shoulders thing, as you said, is enough to make you never want to experience that feeling ever again. Like, even if you completely ignore the fact that you're really hurting someone else, you know, take that completely out of the picture. Even just that weight on your shoulders. Nah, fuck that, honestly. I was doing long distance with my boyfriend who was moving to Australia but did a trip around Asia first. He had gone away to Castaways Party Island for the weekend and I wasn't able to speak to him. Castaways is this, it's, I'm pretty sure it's in, is it in Thailand? No, it could be in Vietnam actually. I feel like it's in Vietnam. It's like this party retreat, not retreat. It's like a little three day party mad shagging retreat. It's got lots of activities, some water sports, rock climbing and a shitload of alcohol involved. Okay, anyway, sorry, let's carry on the story. He had gone away to Castaways Party Island for the weekend and I wasn't able to speak to him. Anyway, a guy I knew from home sent me a picture of my boyfriend and a girl. The girl had uploaded the picture on her Instagram. The guy randomly knew this girl from travelling as well. Such a small world. Anyway, he was like, isn't that your boyfriend? Thankful for Insta in times like that. My boyfriend denied anything happened, but when the guy asked the girl he knew, she said, yeah, he cheated and never mentioned he had a girlfriend. Shocking enough. I forgave him because he was so drunk, supposedly. But when we tried to make it work, it was just never the same and I couldn't trust him. This is the issue about blaming things of being drunk because then do you just have to freak out every time someone drinks? And actually, someone made a really good point that if you cheat on your partner when drunk, there's something in your subconscious that is telling you that you're not meant to be. And she went on to say, with my ex, I got blackout and cheated on him. 
and felt so guilty and regretted it but I treated it as my subconscious drunk self bringing out my true feelings. I have a boyfriend now and I would never dream of cheating on them because I feel like that's the right person for me. I kind of semi-agree with this you know because you know when you're in the right relationship you wouldn't think twice about it drunk or not. My boyfriend of two and a half years was on a lad's holiday to Santa Ponza. Typical leaving school one so everyone from our area was out there at once. I couldn't afford it so me and my mum went on a pilgrimage to Loch Derg instead. You aren't allowed your phone on the island so after three days of eating only stale bread, walking barefoot and no contact with my boyfriend, I came off the island excited to ring him but instead I had a text from one of my friends in quotation marks friends <laughs> saying she had kissed my boyfriend out in San- Santa Ponza and a text from my boyfriend saying we need to talk. Safe to say we broke up after but was a long and messy breakup as we were both moving to Liverpool for uni in September. Oh, really not the news you want after being on a pilgrimage, is it? Oh, we've got a very incestuous one here. Okay. This is not about me, but a group of friends I used to be in. Thank God I'm not friends with them anymore. You'll see why. Two people in the group. Let's call them Lily and Oscar. Dated for a long time. I love that she's given them fake names, sorry. <laughs> okay, so Lily and Oscar dated for a long time at university, about two years. In third year, Lily did a placement year in a different city. So Oscar was at uni without her for that time. Oscar lived in a shared uni house with some other people in their friend group. One of who was, let's call her Georgie. For context, Georgie and Lily were best, best friends. For several months, Oscar, Lily's boyfriend, and Georgie were getting together without Lily ever knowing. It was also probably already emotional at this point too because they definitely liked each other beyond just sex. Anyway, other things happened and Lily and Oscar broke up quite amicably, to begin with, for other reasons. At the time of the breakup, Lily never actually knew that Oscar was cheating on her with her best friend. After the breakup, Oscar and Georgie kept on getting together and eventually ended up in a relationship. They are still together now. I'm not exactly sure how they announced this to Lily, as I stopped being friends with them all for this and for other various reasons. Or actually, it might be that she just found out, which is even worse. But yeah, in the end, Georgie and Oscar are in a relationship and Lily and Georgie are no longer friends. I don't really know if Lily ever found out about the cheating. Another person in that group, let's call him Simon, also cheated on his girlfriend, not part of this friend group. One night with two other girls, Jasmine and Lily, in his friend group. Okay, so several times within the friend group and outside of the friend group. To this day, his girlfriend still doesn't know about it. So yes, all in all, a very, very, very mess up friend group. My ex-boyfriend is also part of that friend group and since breaking up with him, he dumped me, I found out that he got with Lily several times while we were together. I could tell you endless stories about them, to be honest. They should just be so lucky I haven't dropped their real names. Very incestuous group of people also was a very traumatic breakup for me because it came out of nowhere and I was really in love with him. He told me I was hard to love but not to worry because someone will be able to deal with you. (laughs) Little did I know he was completely gross and totally 100% the problem. Oh my fucking god. There is a lot to unpack there. What just happened? (laughs) God bless you first of all for dealing with him and... Thank fuck you're out of that friend group. 
oh my it sounds like they're everyone's just sleeping with everyone but no one actually knows or sorry everyone knows apart from the people that need to know (laughs) it kind of sounds like one of those situations as well where people are almost egging each other on or like normalizing it you know other people in the friend group are seeing it happen so then they're they just think this is what happens and I kind of think right this may be a bit of a controversial opinion maybe I shouldn't say this but boys can egg their boy mates on and girls can egg their girl mates on for example right now if a friend came to me and told me that their boyfriend cheated on them I'd be like fuck him break up with them if the same friend came to me and told me that they cheated on their boyfriend is it bad to say part of me would be like slay (laughs) oh it's terrible to say isn't it I probably shouldn't have said it but like do you know what I mean I guess it would be different if you were friends with the partner and you were like, okay, that's not fair, you need to tell them, type of thing. But I don't know, I feel like boys definitely, like, egg each other on a bit where that's concerned. So, it's tit for tat, really. Sorry, that's probably the worst thing I've ever said on here. (laughs) Oh, God. Right, I'm going to finish it there. Thank you all so much for sending me in your stories. There are still so much more where that came from. Definitely enough to do another podcast. So we will 100% revisit this topic another time soon and I will get to share. Well, I won't, I'll probably lose all those stories. So I'll need to get you to resend them if that's all right. Thanks for the daily dose of drama. Absolutely here for it. But yeah, moral of the story is... Don't cheat on your partners. If you think you're going to cheat on them, bring up with them. Because even you having those thoughts means they're not the person for you. Sorry, my cat is purring so loudly right now. Thank you, as always, for all the love and support. It honestly just means the absolute world to me. If you get a chance, leave me a little five-star review on Spotify or on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Maybe I should actually just do a bonus cheating episode now and then I can read all the stories you sent me. Should I do that? I don't know. I'll think about it. I'll maybe do it tomorrow. Okay. Thank you all so much for listening. I will speak to you in next week's episode. Bye.